Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach David Bartke here. Today is Sunday, May the 20th, 2018, 8 p.m., your weekend daily dose of happy. And I am happy to report that the book is now submitted to Amazon. Both the paperback and the ebook version have been submitted to Amazon today. This is Sunday. Um, so uh, if you're listening to the podcast, especially if you're listening on PRN on Thursday night at 7, um, you can now count on that book being available on Amazon starting tomorrow, Friday. Uh, from today, it's Friday, May 25th. That's going to be the beginning of a special offer we're going to put out there as a way to entice people to really check out this book. Because David, as we've been promising all along, we're going to make the ebook available within a short time frame um, so that all of our loyal listeners can get a copy of it for free. And that is hey, going to start, yeah, it's going to start this Friday, May 25th. It's going to run through the Memorial Day weekend, which of course here in the U.S. is a very big deal. It's the unofficial start to summer <laughs> and uh, uh of course anywhere around the world you can still take advantage of it but uh, here in the u.s um you'll be able to get a free copy of the ebook um on the memorial day weekend and take advantage of uh our generosity here on loa today like we've been promising to do all this time plus oh and the other thing i don't want to forget this there's going to be another offer that's also available for those of you who decide that you want to buy the paper book at any time, not just over the Memorial Day weekend, but if you want to buy the paperback, you will be also able to get a free copy of the ebook. So two different ways to get the ebook for free. Pretty cool stuff, David. Fantastic. Now, just in case, what book are you talking about? Well, yes, I, I mean, we've been talking about this book for <laughs> weeks and months at a time. So most of our listeners know, but you're right. There, there are probably some new listeners uh, who have not heard about this. This is a book that we started last January. Uh, the co-author, co-hosts and I have the show, and we brought in a whole bunch of other life coaches as co-authors. A total of 39 people have contributed to this book, and it's called Your Daily Dose of Happy Real Success Stories of the Law of Attraction. So this is a collection of Law of Attraction manifestation stories drawn from real life told by professional law of attraction coaches, um, basically telling either their own stories or stories um, of you know some amazing experiences their clients have had or you know family members or whatever it might be. But these are real stories and, and the uh, real life stories. And what's cool about it is so many people, especially in early years of exploring law of attraction, want to know, you know, so where's the evidence, right? How do we know this stuff actually works? Well, now you're going to be able to get a complete book, 55 stories, all true law of attraction stories on how they manifested stuff in, in real people's lives in very cool ways, all in this book that's coming out starting Friday, May 25th, 2018. Uh, and this book has been, like I said, it's been about five months in the making. Uh, a lot of people put a lot of hard work into it. And, and David, I have to say, I'm particularly proud because the impetus behind this book was experiences that Wendy and Cindy had with other multi-author books they were involved with. Those books took over a year to put out. We got ours out, got ours out in five months. I'm really proud of that fact. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just going but to prove you, that you really can do that. It can get done fast. You don't have to wait forever. Yeah, but now you spoil me, though, because 
if I ever do a group book again, I'm going to expect it to be done pretty quickly. <laughs> well, you know, it, well, it depends if you do it with me. I mean, if you do it your own, now I've set the bar for you. You have to go out and you have to exceed that, right? You have to do it faster than I did. <laughs> no, Especially because um, it's a lot of pages. How many pages is it again? 423. This is a good-sized book. There's a lot of stuff in this wow. book. 423 pages, yeah. And that, now, of course, that includes well, we all, table contents. And we all need like, to thank Walt for taking this upon himself and going through all the stories and editing things and putting it all together. So thank you, Walt. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a very enjoyable experience. I mean, it is work, no no question about it, uh, especially yeah, you know, when you yeah. have to do the rewriting and so forth. But it's been well worth it. And so far... Uh, when I shared the manuscript with all of the authors, because the first time you guys had all seen it was about a, uh, a week ago. I'd been putting it together all this time, but you guys saw it for the yeah. first time about a week ago. And the feedback I've been getting from the other authors is, oh, wow, this is good stuff. I mean, they're really enjoying it. They're enjoying it a lot. So when, if, you read, when you read some of the stories, did anything like really surprise you? Like, like were you saying to yourself, wow, no way. How could that possibly happen? <laughs> or, or was it all pretty... Well, you expected? oh, geez, how do I answer that question? I think, you know what the biggest surprise was, is how many authors, how many of the uh, life coaches, actually, because we have 39 different authors contributing to this book, how many of them submitted stories that involved getting their dream home? That one surprised wow. me more than anything else. We, we had yeah. more stories like that than any other kind of story. And you know that that's not the kind of thing you really expect. Is you know you know getting your dream home. That's the big manifestation <laughs> story. That, that's a really big one, you know. And yet a lot of people yeah. were able to get. In fact, you submitted two of them. You had two I of those did. stories. Yes. One yes, was one was a dream apartment, and one was a dream home. That's yeah. right. Yeah. One yeah. when you when you were living in New York City, and and one is the current home you live in right now. And yes. Both of them were yes. excellent stories. That's and, interesting. You're right because I wouldn't necessarily think that. I would no. think I don't know maybe. Somebody won a million dollars, or I don't know, who knows? Yeah, I mean, there was like uh, there, there were a lot of career stories, you know, changing careers or improving careers or whatever. There were a lot of relationship stories. That's not terribly surprising, and a number of really interesting miscellaneous stories. Um, yeah, just a wide yeah. range of them. But uh, yeah, it's a good collection, and I'm very proud of it. Uh, the feedback has been terrific among people who've read it so far. I think this is a book that's going to do really well. And of course, as we've been promising all along, our listeners get rewarded by being listeners uh, in that they get a chance at a free copy of the ebook over the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, and yeah. you will be able to get that. By the way, if you're wondering how to do it, starting May 25th, Friday, May 25th, just go to our homepage at LOAToday.net and you will see a link. Uh, basically, it'll be a picture of the cover of the book. Once again, the book is called Your Daily Dose of Happy, Real Success Stories of the Law of Attraction. You'll see the cover. Just click on it. It'll take you right to Amazon, and you can get your free book right then and there. It's going to be great. And be sure to tell your friends about it. By the way, um, if you are new to the, the show, most of our listeners here are longtime subscribers. But if you're new to the show, we also want to urge you, when you go to that homepage, take a moment and subscribe to the podcast. Um, that's one of actually the, one of the main reasons we did the book to help promote the podcast. And and since you're here, well, hey, let's get you to subscribe. Uh, we find that when people subscribe, they listen heavily to the programs. That, uh, we, we're putting out about eleven shows a week, um, with the uh, ten twice a day, Monday through Friday, plus this show that that David and I do on Sunday. And they're listening to them, David. I mean, on average, wow. the average listener coming to 
uh, LOA Today to listen to the podcast listens to between 30 and 45 episodes a month. I mean, we're wow, talking man. serious listenership. So if you're new to it and, and you're wondering, well, is it worthwhile for me to subscribe? Well, first of all, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And second of all, yeah, it's worth it. And the proof is in the pudding because people who do subscribe, they listen to, to every episode that we put out. That shows not only how loyal our wonderful listeners are, but how much they appreciate the content. Yes, just just getting back to the book for a second, I think it's great too because I know for me, I, I always enjoy reading true life stories, or even when I see a movie, like if it's based on a true story. Yeah, I just find it a little bit, I find it a little bit more interesting. So I think yeah. that oh, I think so. That's what people will like about this book too is that it's true, it's real life stories about what people manifested through. Law of attraction awareness, and, be, and because most of the the people telling the stories are are life coaches. I mean, this is their profession. You know, people who are helping people with their lives, and often usually using a, a law of attraction approach. You know that these are people who are in the trenches day in day out. They're dealing with this stuff on a regular basis. So when they're sharing a story, you know for a fact this is a credible story. This is a story that yeah, it came out of their extensive archives of all their good experiences and, and this is like the best of the best. So yeah, this yeah, is people want to, people want to know. They want to know they what do. other people have manifested. They do. They do. Yeah. It's very it's an interesting topic. It's an interesting topic. It's reassuring. It's fun. It's light in the sense that it's lighthearted. Um, some of the topics are a little bit dark. A couple of them were really rough uh, stories that people oh, had to wow. go through. Um, one of them was named, was named boot camp for a reason because the author, she and her mother really did go through a kind of a boot camp, emotionally speaking, not, they were, they weren't, wow. you know, they weren't crawling on the ground under, under razor wire, but, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. but what they were yeah. going through on this, this weekend, uh, experience they had was really, it just kind of ripped them open emotionally. So, but but the end result of the story, what what they attracted in their lives, was amazing. So there are, there are also some stuff that's kind of challenging, you know, and and that's part of what makes it interesting, right? You don't want to have all you know light airy fairy stuff. You want a mix. You want it to be a, a a range of stories that matches reality, matches human experience, and human experience is very diverse, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to read it. And I'm sure that people that are hearing this and know about it, they're going to be excited to read it. Absolutely. And hopefully word will spread and, you know, through through people that read it and social media and other people will find it because it's just a great, great topic. Well, that's part of the reason we decided to do this as a group book because I, I thought it was a brilliant concept. When Wendy and Cindy described to me what they had previously been involved with, even though their projects took well over a year to launch, what happened right. at the time of launch was all of the authors – promoted the book at the same time to their various circles, mostly through social media. And I thought, that's a really good idea because it's kind of like giving oh, this definitely. great big push all at once so that all the people who, to all their social circles and all of their, you know, you know, their client lists and so on and so forth, they're all being passed this, this information all at the same time. Well, that's going to give you a nice boost in terms of um, rankings on Amazon. And once you get up into the high rankings, well, then everybody else starts to see it more often. And that's a cool idea. I like that a lot. So, yeah, we're going to be doing some very serious uh, social media uh, promotion of this thing uh, in the coming four or five days before the launch on, on Friday, May 25th. Oh, good. I know I'll definitely put it on my um, Facebook fan page and on my Twitter account and my LinkedIn account for sure. Yep. I'll, I'll be uh, composing posts and tweets and so forth to put out there, and then I'll share it with all you guys and, 
and then you guys can share it to your own pages and to you know your own fan bases and to each other and so forth. And that that group activity is what will really you know increase the reach so that more and more people see it. So yeah. it's going to be good. It's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah. Well, what an amazing win for you and everyone else involved. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad. I mean, when yeah. I when I pushed the last button, I I, I published the. Uh, the ebook first, and I published the paperback second. And when I pushed the button that that uh, published the ebook or published the paperback, rather, I had this like relief. It was just like, oh god, this project I've been working on for months. I finally got this stage done. Now it's yeah. sit back and you know, well, not sit back. You have to promote it, but now it's <laughs> the the major part of the work is done. What a sense of accomplishment yeah. that is, you know. Yeah, so that's great. You're offering in paperback too. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, not not just ebook form. No, no, and and it's actually fairly reasonably priced. It's, it's coming out at fourteen ninety nine for the paperback, and even after the, um, uh, the the special promotion period that we're up or that we're putting up there after Memorial Day weekend, for people who want to buy just the ebook, even that's just going to be pretty cheap, just two ninety nine. So you know, it, it's going to be a very affordable book for people, and it's long, four hundred twenty three pages for the for the amount of stories they're going to get. Oh yeah, that's that's, pretty, that's a crazy low price yeah 55 short stories total of 400 over 400 pages this is this is a substantial book you buy the paperback it's going to be you know a very obvious book on on the on the coffee table and <laughs> great it, it i see it as kind of like a chicken soup for the soul but for the law for the law of attraction soul so to speak because they yes. you know jack canfield series never did anything for the law of attraction people and uh, so I figure, okay, well, this is kind of you know a substitute for that. You can't really substitute for chicken soup for the soul, but you know, but it's yeah, kind of like well, the same kind of feeling, you know. <laughs> so that was a great win. What any other wins you like to report? Because I know people have told me they like they like hearing. Oh, jeez. Well, that I mean that one dwarfs all of them, really. <laughs> but uh, well, you always like to ask about food wins, and we had uh, some delicious steak dinners this week. We had twice we had uh, filet mignon. Um, end cuts, which were really right. delicious, and we also had some ribeye steak. Oh boy, that was, that was just dripping with flavor. Um, but <laughs> yeah, we needed it because um, Louise's business. This is like the hottest, hardest month of the biz- business year for her with the gardening service because May. I mean, that, that kind of makes sense. Really, it's going to be the month where everybody is calling saying oh you gotta get my gardens open you gotta get everything planted and all that kind of thing you know so may is always the crazy month and uh it was really needful to have those really good meals this week because she's been under a lot of stress particularly (laughs) since our uh her assistant manager got injured not on the job but off the job and has been missing for the last week and a half so louise had to step in to do her work so we but we we have since today just today she uh, contacted another employee and promoted her to also being an assistant manager, so that's going to take some load off. Plus, the the woman who got hurt, she's going to be working in the office for a while, so that'll take a bit of a load off. And then once her uh, injured eye is completely um, healed, then she'll be able to go back to doing her regular job. So that'll take pressure off too. But nevertheless, oh, you can see, you know, you you can imagine how. You know, having that stuff missing really took put the pressure on my wife because she had to fill in the breach, so to speak. And we were kind of yes, counting on yes. her having a nice, easy summer, and all of a sudden, boom, this came upon us. <laughs> right, but it does sound like it's going to come together soon. Though. It is, yeah. And, yeah. and we're really working on, on the vibration thing. Um, I mean, because she's had some yeah. really tough times, so whenever I see her really struggling, I'll 
go, go over to her and you know sit with her, hold her, whatever, and remind her, okay, let's get you back into that good vibration, good feeling place again. You know, so we'll do stuff. You know, we'll talk about you know happy things or things that are going right and so forth, and help her get back there. Excellent. That's wonderful. That's wonderful yeah. that she has you doing that. I mean, yeah. That's, well, that's amazing. I mean, we, that's that's one thing I love about our relationship because we're both into law of attraction. We both realize that and appreciate how important it yes. is. Yeah. Yeah, so we can support yeah, each other. And she has supported me a lot over the years, too. So I'm very happy to give her the support as well. Yes, yes. Well, so I, how about you? I had a few, nice, a few nice wins this week. Okay. And one is uh, thanks to you. Um, I I have a website, obviously. And Walt uh, was checking everyone's website from the book. And he put in lifecoachdavid.com. And he got a blank page. Yeah, and that's right. Obviously, obviously, it's not supposed to be a blank page. No. So he, he emailed me and said, I went to lifecoachdavid.com and there's a blank page. So I went to it and there was a blank page. So I was <laughs> like, oh my goodness. So of course, I immediately contacted my web person and uh, took her a few hours, but she figured out what the problem was and now it's working again. So... If Great. anybody went to lifecoachdavid.com and got a blank page, please visit again mm. because now it's working. So, Walt, thank you very much. You're welcome. For, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know because I could still be sitting here today having no idea. Well, this shows the, the synchronicity of you know what happens in life. Here I am working on the book, right? And I'm just testing all the different websites for all the different contributors because, I mean, there's a little bio at the end of each story of, you know, who the, the storyteller is, a yeah. little bit about their law of attraction, coaching, and so forth, and some links to websites or phone numbers or emails or whatever. And so I'm testing them all to make sure they all work properly in the ebook. And then I get to yours, and it's like, wait a minute, this isn't right. <laughs> What's going on here? Yes. <laughs> That's well, why I wrote you. Thank you, yeah. Walt. And as a matter of fact, today I got a um, potential client inquiry that was through the website. Oh, good, so good. If it wasn't, if it wasn't uh, up like it should have been, th that person would have been like, "Oh, maybe they wouldn't have contacted." Me. Yeah, well, that's another win. Another win I had today is that I got another potential client, and um, this is a, a good week overall. There's a key wins. point in there too that I don't want us to overlook, which is yes. you were in a good vibrational place. I'm sure you were because you always are. Yeah. Yeah. And something happened that could potentially have turned into a disaster. And by disaster, yeah. I mean this new client that came in, you could have missed them because you wouldn't have known that the website was down. But because you were in that good, yeah. high-flying place, you know everything started to set itself up. And, and the universe sent me to go look at the link, and I ended up getting uh, the information to you. You say, oh, got to get this fixed. You contact your developer. Your developer gets it fixed. And then your new client goes to see the website. Perfect timing. <laughs> That's the way the universe That's does true. things when you're in that good vibrational that is place. true. Yes. Yes. And um, some other wins this past week where I did sign up a few new clients and – that's always wonderful when that happens for it is. the client and myself, of course. And I also had a really good um, food vibration-raising experience. Uh, we went to a Portuguese-slash-Brazilian restaurant, and they had this amazing okay. dessert. It was uh, ice cream, and around the ice cream was like a chocolate hard shell. Ooh. And it's it ser it, it served, it kind of looks like apple slices, but instead of apple it's ice cream with the hard shell underneath it, and it was so good. Oh, my mm. God. I'm sure you would love that. 
I did, and when I was eating, I thought, "Oh my God, I have to tell Walt that <laughs> this was probably <laughs> this was probably the highest vibration raising food I had all week." Yeah. So between the the ice cream flavor and the hard shell melting while you were eating the ice cream, it was just like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> so, it sounds delicious. Mm. It really was, and if I get the name of the dessert. I will let you know because I forgot what it's called because it wasn't it wasn't in English so I forget what it was called. Well, you're just, just going to have to learn Portuguese. That's all. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'll do is <laughs> by the next call I will log on to their menu, and I'm sure it's on there. And then I will let you know the name in case you or someone else wants to experience it because it was so good. Sounds great. So good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, I have to say, most of the time when we are working on these books that we work on, you and I have been working on The Astonishing Power of Emotions, Let Your Feelings Be Your Guide by Abraham Hicks, Jerry and Esther Hicks. Um, most of the time, the pieces that we read directly connect into what the co-hosts share in the introduction to you know this week's or today's episode. Today, that yeah. isn't the case because we are on part two, example seven, which is entitled, I am not happy at work. And I have to say, I'm exceedingly happy because I got the big project done. So it doesn't really That's fit right. this time. <laughs> but this is like one out of 50. You know, most of the time it matches up. And I know your work's been yeah. good lately, too, so it doesn't match up for you. But there may be a listener out there, probably a few listeners who are not terribly happy at work. So this is going to be good stuff for them. And there'll, and there'll probably be some good information in general anyway. There always seems, is. That's what I'm noticing in this book. It seems like no matter what the topic is about, right. there's always some good general, something you can use in general, which is really helpful. So mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. We will, discover, we will discover what that is. All right. So let's see. Are you going to do some reading this week? Sure, I'll start doing some reading. So All this right. chapter... And if anyone is reading The um, Astonishing Power of Emotions, this is on page 91. Yep. It's example seven. And as Walt said, it's called, I am not happy at work. So here's the example. Quote, I've been working at this company for just under a year, and I do a good job here. It's a small family-owned business, and there are approximately 20 employees working here. Several of the employees are members of the family who owns the company but most of us aren't part of the family. I'm the newest employee, and I was hired to do specific things, but since the company is small, it's easy to get involved in more than I was originally hired to do. I'm good at what I do, I'm faster than most people, and I really do like working here. I'm bothered, however, because I notice that most of my coworkers do far less than they're capable of doing. Everyone sort of holds back from accomplishing all they could do and I can feel that they resent me when I try to do my best. When I do my best to apply myself, it's as if they think I'm setting a standard that's too high and that they'll now be expected to live up to it. And so I notice that they undermine me in subtle and sometimes not so subtle ways. I like all aspects of the work here and I can pretty much step in anywhere and do anything that needs to be done, but I notice that most everyone else tries to guide their job activities in the direction of the things they would rather do, and they continually shift less satisfying tasks toward me and a couple of the other newest employees. I keep thinking I should say something about it, but I don't want to make trouble, and I don't want to be in the target of their anger either. 
I'm thinking about leaving this place and getting another job somewhere else, but I've done that three times now, and I seem to find a similar situation in every job. So maybe all that all work environments are like this. Also, every time I go to a new place, I have to learn the new environment all over again, make a new place for myself, and start again at a lower wage. I don't know what to do. I don't want to leave, and I don't want to stay. I need to win the lottery. <laughs> the last part's <laughs> funny. But but a lot of people, I'm sure, can relate to that because you know how it is. Once you get one of those frames of mind where nothing seems to work right, all you can focus on is what isn't working right. And here's a perfect example of it. Yeah, they kind of want to get out, but they kind of don't want to because of past experience. So right? it's like, oh, let me just let me just win the lottery so I, can, <laughs> I don't have to do this anymore. So, so I think we can kind of anticipate part of what the Abraham's answer is going to be is going to be, but uh, let's see what it is. Tell, tell you what, you you've been reading a bit. Let me do some reading, and then you can pick up after I've All done right, a few sure. paragraphs. So it says it is a value for you to acknowledge that there is a bit of a pattern happening here where you continue to find yourself in similar work environments. Yeah, do tell. That happens because as you observe things about your present situation, wanted or unwanted, you activate those observed things in your vibration. And so the law of attraction brings them to you in your next environment, and so on. Whatever is most active in your vibration is what will continue to occur in your experience. Many people struggle with this idea because they find it difficult not to observe what is happening around them, and the problem with being such a tenacious observer is that when you are observing unwanted things, you are, at the same time, attracting more unwanted things. But there are positive aspects to seeing what you do not want. Whenever you see something you do not want, you automatically send a rocket of desire outward, for you always know more clearly what you do want when you are seeing something you do not want. So as you are observing those things in your work environment that seem unfair or unjust or inappropriate, you are, in those moments, creating a vibrational escrow of an improved work environment, and your inner being has now focused its attention upon those improvements. And in fact, the negative emotions that you are feeling arise because you are still focused upon the unwanted what is, while your inner being has moved on to the thought of improvement. So that kind of summarizes a lot of what goes on, doesn't it? Because yeah, that you know, back we, and forth. Yeah. yeah, that back and forth thing. And I, I like the fact that they touch on the the negative emotion part where the inner being is focused on the thought of improvement and we're still stuck on the feeling about what yeah. is. Yes. And that, that you can use towards any situation. Yes. Yeah. That applies to almost everything, but you, you could yeah. especially hear it in the description that you read earlier about um, the, uh, um, the vibration of, uh, you know, all, all the negative stuff that was coming out, um, you know, in the complaint that the person was, was bringing up. So, anyway, continuing. Uh, well, why don't you continue to pick up this part uh, about the upstream-downstream sure. process. So, so, Abraham continues. So, the following upstream-downstream process will help you to get into alignment with what you now want from your work environment. And here's some thoughts that are more, let's see what they are. I don't think it's right that most people at work do so much less than their best. It makes me so uncomfortable to see them taking their money without doing their work. They seem to feel that if they show up for work, they have earned their paycheck. 
they seem to feel that they're being paid for being on the premises, whether they actually accomplish anything or not. When I work in the way I believe I should work, I stick out like a sore thumb. The owners of the company have no idea what goes on in their business. I believe that if they knew, they would fire most everyone here. Yeah, not a whole lot of downstream stuff going on there. <laughs> no, I'm sure that no. was more of the upstream. <laughs> That's pretty upstream, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, so they so explain... Goes, well, go ahead. You want to read this part? Go ahead. Oh, sure. So that goes on. When you are having strong feelings about any situation, you will most likely, in the beginning of the exercise, make several upstream statements that merely express how you are in this moment feeling. Remember that the law of attraction always shines a spotlight on whatever it is that is, mo that is most active in your vibration. So it's natural that when you are irritated about something, those irritants are in the thoughts that would most readily occur to you. And remember, too, that the purpose of the upstream-downstream process is to soften the hold those thoughts have on you and to simply turn downstream towards better-feeling thoughts. In time, with focus, your better feeling thoughts will come to be what has the hold on you, so to speak, and your life will then begin to show consistent signs of improvement. So okay. that's important there. To, yeah. to, so, to so I guess the downstream thoughts are, are what will help you improve whatever situation is going on. So now that we've heard the, the upstream thoughts, let's hear what the downstream thoughts are because they sound a whole lot better anyway. Yeah, so it continues on. So now, continue to try to find some thoughts that give you a feeling of relief. And those would definitely be the downstream thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not at a critical point where I need to make a decision about staying or going. I don't really know what the company owners know or don't know about their employees. They aren't asking for my opinion, so I'm doing nothing wrong by not telling them what I see. I really know very little about the other people who work here. I don't really understand the motivation behind their actions. What others do or don't do really isn't my business. I like the variety in the work I do here. I can nearly always find something to do that's interesting. I can make whatever task I'm doing interesting to me. I'm actually only unhappy here when I'm pushing against something or someone. I do have the ability to keep myself happily in balance if I decide to. It's to my advantage to tune out others' opinions of me. I really have no way of accurately accessing others' opinions of me. I only have my opinion of their opinions of me. I can control my opinion if I decide to do it. Everything that I experience causes me to vibrationally ask with greater specificity for improved situations. So actually, everything in this job that bothers me just sets me up for an improved future experience. How fast I get to that improved experience depends only upon me and the thoughts of alignment or misalignment that I choose. I can choose upstream thoughts or downstream thoughts, but either way, they are my choices. And that's how it ends. And, and they, they always do it this way, and it's important to understand. Even during this, this downstream thing, they started off with some upstream comments, but they they showed how you you can transition them very slowly by you know just just making little tiny adjustments little tiny adjustments to your attitude to the way you feel about stuff and just by finding different things that that you hadn't thought about before that you like a little bit better and and focusing on those and coming up with statements for those that's what they're trying to illustrate with this this sample here 
that, yeah, you can start off with negative, but just keep trying to find little ways to find, okay, well, there is a positive here, and there is a positive there, and that is a good thing over there, and that's a good thing here, and so on and so forth. And eventually, you can, tie, you can turn the whole thing around so that your self-talk becomes positive. Yes, that's important. I also think it's important that they use the word choose a lot. You can choose this. You can, it's kind of a reminder that it is always a choice what we're thinking about and what we're focusing on. Mm-hmm. It really is. It is. That, and I imagine that's a lot of what you do probably when you're coaching, isn't it? I mean, because I'm not a life coach, but you are. And you, you do that. You, you work with a lot of clients uh, with a variety of problems. But I imagine ultimately once you get past whatever it is that they're complaining about and you get to actually doing some work to you know, help them improve, you're, you're, doing, you're, you're probably walking through them through some variation of downstream thinking. I would say that's true. And it is always, I always like to point out that it is always a choice what you're focusing on. Mm -hmm. I always, I always ask people, especially in the beginning, like start becoming very aware of what you're thinking about and how you're thinking about it. And then if it's, if you realize you're thinking about something in a more lackful way or low vibration way, realize it. And then in that moment, start thinking more about what you want instead of what you don't want. Then that's always like a good first thing to get someone to do, and and that's a good way to start teaching people that oh, it really is a choice what I'm thinking about and focusing on. You know, when you when someone actually experiences deliberately thinking about something that they want as opposed to what they don't want, then Mm -hmm. it kind of clicks like oh, it really is a choice. Like I don't have to just focus on this negative thing right now. I can choose to think about what I want instead of what I don't want. And isn't it amazing how often, I imagine you see this a lot with your clients, I see it just with people you know, out in the world on Facebook or whatever, how often people get into those negative, down, or negative upstream rants and they don't realize that they're doing a negative upstream rant. <laughs> of course, yes. Right? Yes. I mean, yes, and they don't realize how that's setting themselves up to attract more of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, even those of us who who know about this stuff and who are you know we're self educated or we've been educated by others, it, we we still can fall into that trap. Sometimes it takes somebody else to point out. By the way, you know you're getting pretty negative there. Oh yeah, I guess I am, aren't I? <laughs> yes, yes, but that's that's so wonderful that you know you and Louise are both into law of attraction. That oh you yeah, kind of kind of coach each other in those moments. When you're aware, you know, when you're thinking about it to think, okay, wait a minute. Well, we also encourage our, our, um, her employees because we have a team of about, uh, I guess it's about 10, 11 people now, um, working for her gardening business. And we encourage that team to adopt a, a positive mindset and, uh, to, to focus on the positives that are going on. And it shows. I mean, we have great people. Wow. We have some really great people who are involved in, on the team. And the work they do is stellar beautiful work i mean when when we go in and do somebody's garden we will often get oohs and ahs like wow you guys made this look really good you know because because so often people are used to you know like a landscaper coming in you know the you know pull some weeds throw some mulch on it you know no big deal and you know (laughs) but but it's like when our crew goes in there it's like they go in there with tweezers they're so neat about it you know everything is just perfectly done and that's amazing. When, so how do you what do you do to get them to be more positive like you were saying? Like, well, you hire well. You, you, you hire people yeah. who have a good attitude to begin with. That helps a lot. Um you also make sure that if you bring somebody on who doesn't have a good attitude and they're not willing to change, you fire them quickly. Uh, mhm. 
And then you just hold a high, you hold a high standard and you basically insist you, you treat people. Well, we treat our employees really, really well. We treat them very, very well. We pay them well. Um, lots of appreciation for what they do. So, you know, a lot of really good, uh, strokes that they're getting and, uh, they're, they're well compensated and so forth. So that, that goes a long way, but you know, it, it's like with anything else, if you treat good people, well, they'll do good work. And our people mm-hmm. do really good work, and it shows. I mean, we we often get, you know, we actually most of our customers give give us rave reviews, which, by the way, brings us more work. You know, word of mouth, and especially yeah. in a local service yeah. business, is huge, and that's what we get. We get a lot of word of mouth, so well, it pays off. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. But I just I just like how they bring up when you choose to do this or you choose to do that. Mm, it's all choice. Reminder that, that. Oh yeah, that's right. It's kind of like when I talked about, I went to that um, Iyanla Van Zandt uh, lecture, and she was mm-hmm. saying that how when a thought comes in, it's neutral, but that we give it we give it the meaning of it being a positive or negative. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. Kind of when you think about that in that way, it's like, oh, I can think about this situation in a better way than I was, because I was, I was giving it the meaning, so I can give it a better meaning, you know? Yeah. So now that we have the pattern figured out for how they uh, how they do these these examples, let's. I bet you we can pretty much predict how the next example is going to do. Let's see if we can. I mean, we've got plenty of time. We got another, you know, 20, yeah, twenty-three yeah. minutes or something like that. So let, let's let's see if we can predict exactly what they're going to say this time because it, it's a different example. <laughs> okay. This time the example is my husband and my teenage son do not get along, which I can see that would be a pretty bad problem. So I'll start this one, and then you can you can read their answer. Okay. So the example is: I was married before, and I have a teenage son from that marriage. My current husband and my teenage son don't get along at all. They're not openly hostile, but my husband picks at my son constantly, trying to get him to do things that he doesn't want to do. My son is very bright and very and rather independent. When he's enthusiastic about something, he always excels. But when he wants to do things on his own terms but he wants to do things on his own terms and he doesn't like to be coached or guided so it's like a constant power struggle going on between him and my husband and i feel like i'm caught in the middle my husband has very strong opinions about how children should behave and he really gets crazy when he thinks that my son is disrespectful of him or of me i don't agree with my husband's approach to this and yet i want to support him i'm so weary of the battle i honestly wonder if any mixed families ever really find happiness. Are there any step parents out there who truly love their stepchildren? <laughs> yeah, I'd say oh she's, she's pretty frustrated, wow. I'd say. <laughs> yes. So what does Abraham have to say? What Should we predict? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's, let's carry I, on. I mean, if I, if I had to predict, my prediction is that they're going to say that uh, the behavior pattern is going to be dependent on and in part on what you expect is going to happen. So that, that, that I think is going to be part of it, but let's see what they say. And probably, I would also probably predict that the, the person, the mother who's going through this has to start seeing how she wants their relationship to be. Right. Focus on that. Because the story she tells here is what she doesn't want for sure. That's very clear. I think maybe something like that might be up ahead as well. I think you're right. Well, okay, let's find out. So what does Abraham have to say? Are you reading this section? Oh, you section? want me to go? Yep. Okay, I'll continue. So Abraham says, While it is certainly understandable how unpleasant it feels to you to be caught in the middle of this situation, 
it could very well help you to finally come to understand something that is extremely important. It can be relatively easy to manage relationships with other people. In other words, as they ask things of you that will make them feel better and you are willing to do the things that they ask, you can maintain a fairly agreeable relationship. As long as you meet the demands of most people, they will like you pretty well. And for many individuals, that is the way they manage their relationships. One or the other takes the dominant role. The, the submissive one submits and the dominant one dominates. And they more or less accept the roles that they have each chosen. It may be surprising to hear that the majority of relationships are like that to some degree. But when a third person who now asks different things of you is included in the relationship, the basis of your relationship is threatened. In your situation, you and your son had already established your relationship. And while you may not have realized it, your son had assumed the dominant role and you had assumed the, the submissive role, which fit your personalities well. Since your son is self-reliant and to a large degree self-sufficient, and since his life was working rather well, it did not feel necessary to you that you gain control. But when your new mate entered the picture and now wanted to assume the dominant role, that threw things out of balance. It is not so difficult for you to please only one person, but when there are two people who each want different things from you, you now must choose which one of them you are going to try to please. And if they should be like most people who believe that they feel best only when they evoke the response from you that they need, now you have real trouble, for you cannot serve them both. Under those conditions, the more people you are trying to please, the more you are failing at, at pleasing most of them, and the more uncomfortable everyone is. In some ways, it's flattering that they think enough of you to create what you think or how you behave, but it's a trap any way you look at it. You simply cannot live your life trying to satisfy the prerequisites of other people. And the only chance you would have at any success in such a scenario would be to dramatically limit your relationships. In other words, you would find yourself really only able to serve one master. It is our encouragement that you make a new decision. Although most likely the people in your life whom you have trained to expect certain behaviors from you will not like your new decision very much. Decide that from this point forward, you are going to work to find vibrational alignment between you and you. In other words, you are going to do your best to align your current thought with the furthermost expanded version of you and you are going to leave everyone else and their opinions out of the equation. So already one of our predictions has come true. And by the way, the you and you they're talking about, the first you is lowercase, the second you is uppercase. So they're basically distinguishing yeah. between the physical you and the non-physical you. But there we have it. Already they're saying, yep, you got to get yourself into alignment. <laughs> yes, yes. Then it goes on. This new decision, while disruptive at first, will come to serve you enormously well because you just cannot stand on your head in enough different ways to please them all. And when you try, you will be miserable and you will fail at pleasing them anyway. You must decide to please yourself in order to align you with you to become a vibrational match to your own inner being. That's a, that's a tough concept are, for somebody who is um, a more of a submissive personality. Pleasing yourself. Yeah. 
because like like they're describing a submissive personality tends to try to please others and and they're saying to her you got to learn to please yourself that that's a that's yeah. a big shift for her yes and to totally think of thinking in a different way than this person yeah. was used, ever think ever used to thinking you that's know? right yeah and it's a good exercise i like it because really everybody should learn to do that if they haven't learned to do it already because uh, yeah. otherwise it makes it much more difficult to take responsibility for your own reaction to stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it continues on. When you are in alignment, then you have the most to offer others, but it will require their decision to come into their own alignment in order for them to receive satisfaction. Teach them that their happiness is their own responsibility, and in doing so, you will finally be free. So, as always, begin where you are and then make an effort to improve the feeling of your subsequent statement. And here are the statements. My husband and my son don't get along. I don't think that they like each other at all. My husband is overly sensitive and heavy-handed when it comes to my son. My son deliberately makes things worse than they need to be. Yeah, Those definitely. Sound like very upstream. Very upstream. Yeah, that's about as upstream as you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, so you want to take it from here, Walt? Yeah, sure. So so that is how you've been feeling. Now try to find better feeling statements. Since this is an issue that comes up often in your life, you will have ample opportunities to address it. And every time you take the time to try to turn downstream, even though there may be no obvious evidence of improvement, your personal alignment will have improved. And if you are steady in your determination to come into personal alignment with this, about this issue, your power of influence will have an effect on the situation, and the physical evidence must come. Plus, you gain the bonus of feeling so much better about it even before they begin to act differently. It is really worth noting that a good part of their imbalance is caused by your response to what is going on. Hmm. Both of them are using... Whoops, I just lost my spot there. <laughs> Hang on a second, I just completely lost the page. Oh, okay. Sorry, page, bottom okay. page 97. Yep, got it. Both of them are using you and your reaction as part of their justification for their own pushing against. And when you omit your discord from the mix, the whole situation will be soothed that much more. In other words, the fire may still be burning, but you will no longer be pouring your gasoline upon it. That's a good idea. <laughs> yep, yep. So continue by reaching for statements that give you some relief. You want to read the statements that give some relief? Sure. So the relief statements are, these are both nice people. They're trying to find their place in this new family combination. There are many dynamics involved here, but I don't have to figure them all out. Now, you could stop there. You do feel better. You have actually done your work for now. But if you feel like continuing, you could benefit from the momentum you have now. you now have going, for instance. For instance, I can see how I've been exacerbating the situation, and as I don't do that, it will begin to improve. Now, that statement may make you feel more uncomfortable than the last few because you're attempting to, once again, take responsibility for their relationship. Only you will really know if any statement feels better or worse, so just continue the effort of turning generally downstream. This too shall pass. My son will eventually go off and live on his own. Now, this thought may be uncomfortable because you do not want your son to feel unwelcome and then to leave. So, reword the statement and make it feel better. Children want their independence. Most children want their independence long before they get it. 
It's natural for children to push against anyone who tries to rein them in. It's especially natural for children to resent any new person who tries to rein them in. And while this thought gives you relief regarding your son's behavior, it may make you feel worse about your husband's behavior. So now try to find relief in that. This is all very new for my husband. I know he's doing what he believes is best for my son. He's trying to find his role in this new family. I can see how I can set the tone in all of this. When I don't let any of this get to me and I remain my balance and I maintain my balance, I'll have a positive effect. We all want to feel good, and my feeling good, no matter what, has to make a difference. Feeling good can be contagious. I've always been good at lightening the mood. I love being playful. It's easy to take life too seriously. Nothing has gone wrong here. In the broad scheme of things, we're all doing extremely well. I'm going to enjoy watching the evolution of my desires. I'm going to enjoy experiencing the benefit of my personal alignment. I have no intention of controlling anyone, but it's going to be a lot of fun observing my power of influence. And as you practice and achieve consistent downstream thoughts, your power of influence is tremendous in comparison with the power of your influence when your energies are split. The struggle you have been feeling contributed to the clear desire you were setting forth, and by practicing these downstream thoughts, you now come into alignment with the expanded version of these new relationships, of these relationships. Now, yes. as we're reading all that, it occurs to me, when we're trying to create these statements in, the, uh, in, in you know, real time, in a real situation where we're not reading it out of a book, it doesn't always flow this easily, does it? It takes some time to work and come up with a, a long stream of, of, of comments like they were making here. It's not something that just flows oh, tripping me off the tongue. So, because if you're, if you're witnessing what is, then it could be, makes it even more difficult sometimes to... Just start thinking about what you want. So for somebody who's, who's like starting off, they, they, they've got their thing. Maybe it's not a case of a husband and a son, uh, stepson who aren't getting along. Maybe it's, it's another kind of situation. But, I mean, we can see what the pattern is. All these examples are pointing to kind of the same pattern, which is getting into alignment by thinking downstream thoughts. So for like if you're working with a client who is practicing this for the first time and they're having trouble finding those first few thoughts, how, what can you tell them to kind of relax them and getting them, get them into that frame of mind that makes it easier to think of, you know, what's the alternative way of looking at it? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, there's a lot of different situations out there, but what's coming to mind now is, is first I would just work with them and just get them in general to feel a little better. You know, I may ask them about different activities they like and why they like doing them just to help raise their vibration a little bit. And then from that raised vibration, then I would go back to the, like the quote big, you know, the big situation and try to work with them on the bigger situation, but from a raised vibration. So kind of start the way we start the podcast when we do the wins for the week. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because that's basically so from, what we from do. From a raised vibration and, and giving them some relief just in general, then they can kind of go back to the big issue and try to find some relief from that. But from that raised vibration, it, it'll work better. And that's a good reminder because you really don't have to go immediately after whatever the situation is and find the positive there. That can often be the hardest way to go. You can start, like you said, just by going general, just by looking for anything that feels good. 
Yeah. And focusing yeah. on, you know, in, like you said, for the purpose of getting yourself into a higher vibration, getting into that better feeling place. Because when, we're, yeah, in the, when yeah. we're in the high vibration place, when we're in the good feeling place, it's easier to come up with stuff. It's hard to come up with stuff when we're not feeling good. Yes, and it, re- it reminds me of an Abraham story. Maybe you heard this where okay. um, there was a time, I guess, when Esther Hicks was kind of doing coaching and she got a, co- a call from someone and they just kept going on and on about their problem, like their big situation. And every time Esther Hicks tried to talk about something else, <laughs> just to get this person's mind off the big thing and to give her some relief, the person only wanted to keep talking about the big situation. Oh, of course, yes. And yeah, they they kind of didn't get what Esther was trying to do, so eventually it didn't work out. <laughs> that particular person did not uh, continue getting Esther's help because they were just so so embroiled in what was going on. They couldn't even get to a point where they could even think about something else. So that was. Oh, I'm sure most life coaches have experienced that with all the clients that you've run into. There are just going to be some clients that it's almost like a a contest to see, can you trip them up long enough to stop focusing on the negative thing? Or are they going to win the battle and continue to focus on the negative thing? (laughs) I mean, anybody, and not just life coaches, anybody. I mean, you you have a conversation with somebody who's having a bad day and you run into the same thing. You know, if, if they're bound and determined, they're going to go on and on about the bad day. There's nothing you can do to stop them. Yeah, and like if they're not getting, you know, it, it was interesting because every time I hear Esther tell that story, it's on it's on one of the videos um, on YouTube, and she she tries to talk about just like uh, depression glass, and she brings up butterflies and and just these topics that have nothing to do with, <laughs> with what the lady's talking about, just to get her mind off of it, and uh, the lady just did not get that whole perspective, so. Which means that the Sometimes person it makes me think like I wish Esther would have said, "Look, there's a reason why I'm asking you this." Yeah, <laughs> of, yeah. But I it also shows. Why didn't you tell her? <laughs> <laughs> well, it does make you wonder. But it also shows that the person who's in the negative rant, that person's got to be willing to make a shift. I mean, yes. if that person yeah. isn't willing to shift, there's nothing anybody can do to help you know relieve their situation, and that's what they're really looking for. They're looking for relief. Um, but you got to you got to be willing to make the change. If you're not willing to make the change, no one can help you. If you are willing to make the change, here's a clue: listen. <laughs> Listening is a good thing. It's a good skill, especially if you need if you're asking for help. And very often, that's what people are doing in situations like this. They're asking for help indirectly or directly. If you're going to ask for help, then it's only polite to listen to the answer of the person who's trying to help you. And then once you've listened to it it's even more polite to act on it <laughs> instead of <laughs> sticking to the old pattern that isn't working. So if, if, you, if anyone has ever found themselves in the place of, you know, they just feel like venting and so forth, you might want to think twice about that one because just venting <laughs> doesn't actually solve the problem. Yeah, and then there's that word momentum, and that person probably already has a lot of momentum oh, yeah. complaining about whatever, whatever it is they're talking about. So venting and calling all your friends it, it just is gonna keep that momentum going even stronger and that's that's not the momentum you want if you're looking for relief and you're looking for better results now if uh, if on the other hand it's just a person who 
they're, they're kind of stuck in a pattern, but they're at least willing to, to do what it takes to climb out of it, or, or or at least they express their willingness to do it, then you can at least work with somebody like that. You know, they still may end up spewing a whole bunch of negativity, but now you can say to them, well, you just realize that you just put out a whole bunch of negativity, and they'll say, oh, yeah, I guess I just did. All right, so try turning that around. What's the positive you're thinking about, or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing? But the point is that when a person is responsive, you can help them. They got to oh, be responsive. I mean, so, sometimes I will let someone go on, like they'll tell me whatever they're embroiled in, and I'll say, uh huh, uh huh, and and they'll go on. And then when they're done, then I'll just say, well, how do you want the situation to go? Like, mm-hmm. What do you want to have happen? Yep. And that's interesting. Like once I kind of let the person go on and on, and then I ask them that, they'll kind of get it. Like, oh, well, you know, it would be great if this, this, and this happened. And like. Yeah, it would. And doesn't it feel better to think about that than the other? And they're typically like, oh, it does feel better to think about what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Gee, I never, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's, it is, but you're right. That person has to want to something to improve. But a lot of times just by saying, well, well, what do you want to have happen regarding this? And they tell you, and I'm like, now how did that feel to think about it in that way? And they're like, oh. That felt much better than what I had been thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then it's kind of it kind of starts to click a little bit. Like, oh yeah, that did feel better. That did well, feel like some relief, and, and I actually like thinking about more how I want this right? to go than how it is going. Yeah, Louise and I have a little thing that we use occasionally. If if one of us is stuck in that negative rut, the other person will say, "Okay, I understand what you said. Now turn it around." And that's our code word for, "Okay, you just expressed it negatively. Now express it in the positive." turn the whole yeah. concept around into yeah. a positive frame and yeah. the other person will say oh right yeah and and then we'll completely shift it around so we're expressing a positive statement instead of a negative statement and that alone just the the turn around uh, exercise can often be enough to just help us get off that stuck track and onto a productive track yeah absolutely that's 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 why it's great that you guys have each other and you're both aware of law of attraction and into it and, and you can be there for her and say that and she can be there for you it's really good guidance yeah. in that way so that's that's great so well i think it was one of the, I, I didn't know about law of attraction when we met but i knew that i wanted somebody who not only would it be in a you know a, a physical attraction but that we would be partners in every way and that included in our spiritual growth and in our personal growth yeah and she wanted very much the yeah. same thing so we were very much in alignment um the first, as you'll read in this, one of the stories in the book, we tell the story about how we met. Um, the first couple of dates didn't work out too well, but I'm glad we stuck with it because it really paid off in the long run. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And wow, I can't believe it looks like the hour is almost up. It is. Already. It's about up. Um, just want to remind everybody once again, particularly if you're listening to the PRN uh, play of this podcast, uh, the free version of the book, which is now has an official title, Your Daily Dose of Happy, Real Success Stories of the Law of Attraction, is going to be available over the Memorial Day weekend, Friday through Monday. That's May 25th through May 28th. And the link will be available starting Friday morning on the homepage of our website at LOAToday.net. Just look for the cover, click on it, and it'll take you right to where you can get a free copy of the ebook. And David, it's been a pleasure uh, for somebody who wants to reach out to you now that your website's working again. How do they reach you? Yes, if someone wants some great Law of Attraction coaching, and I am a certified and experienced Law of Attraction Life Coach, you can just go to lifecoachdavid.com, and you can contact me through there, or you can just email me, david at lifecoachdavid.com. 
and we'll take it from there. All right, Dave, it's been a pleasure as usual. Talk to you again next week. Same here, Walt. Have a great week. All right, you take care as well. We'll see you as well next time. Yeah, you're on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.